you're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Talks Arutare. This is episode 23. Thank you for tuning in to the Living Inside Out podcast where we believe faith is the substance of things hoped for. Episode 23 is what it means to live from the inside out. Hello, hello, hello. What's popping? I have to say thank you for choosing to spend this particular 30 minutes with me. What have you been up to? I have missed you. Last week, I learned yet another lesson on letting go. And if we're connected on social, you would have watched my short video on how the decision not to publish last week's episode led to that lesson. In a nutshell, I learned that as humans, we have a natural tendency to embrace the good and reject whatever it is we define as bad. So in this case, I was busy trying to move the whole earth to turn the impossible into a reality. And let's just say that I tried to shove three days work into one day. And of course that didn't happen. And instead of accepting, I wasn't having it. But in a moment of clarity, thank God, I asked myself the question, why? Why don't you just accept defeat? You see, recording nonstop since the end of April, beginning of May, has caused me to define that ongoing streak as success, when really, it's not success. Success is not a winning streak. It is getting up when you fail and so many other things, but it always involves failure. So while it all sounds nice and philosophical to say success is not a winning streak and it's getting up when you fail, it really is a difficult pill to swallow. Eventually, I admitted defeat and I gave up fighting and that's when the peace settled over me. So I thought I'd share what it really means to leave from the inside out because the listenership of this podcast is growing in leaps and bounds and I'm so happy about that. And every now and then I get this renewed, you know, reason or confirmation why this podcast is named Leaving from the Inside Out. My adopted goddaughter has been working with me for the past four weeks and it's been such a joy. Besides getting to spend time with her and just being in awe of how intelligent and sweet she is, she's 22, we enjoy our godmommy, goddaughter conversations during our drive home. So, last week, the subject was boys <laughs> and the mommy in me was desperate to pour into her everything I don't want her doing especially hooking up with the wrong guy but something she said struck me 
She told me about her friend's opinions on asking a guy out on a date. And what made me pause was the picture I got of, you know, a group of young girls gathering together to have a fun conversation the way we do. But in that circle, there's going to be the one girl, at least, who is so unsure about herself and about life that she will work away with a brand new opinion just because the most assertive or perhaps even the most admired person in the group shared it. And everyone agreed that it was gospel truth because of the person it came from. Because you know that every group has an it girl. <laughs> every group has got its own Beyonce. <laughs> and for a moment, I was sad for this girl because even though she resides only in my imagination, the truth is we are surrounded by young adults who struggle to know who they are and how to make life-changing decisions daily. And they struggle to believe that they can even make a decision that is unpopular and that decision will still be the right one for them. All around us, maybe that's you, there are women and men who are so uncertain about who they are that they lean on, you know, the eat girl or the head honcho, whoever the most popular person is, or the person who comes across as knowing what they're talking about. They lean on them for direction. This is called leaving superficially, and it's not leaving from the inside out. Because inside out leaving does not rely solely on the external. Even if the external shows up in the form of circumstances or friends' advice, or even our emotions, because although our emotions are inside us, they are not the innermost part of us, or they're not from the innermost part of us. And therefore, they're not the highest or the most reliable source of information, because there is a deeper part of you that supersedes your feelings. So last year, it was my friend Shade's birthday, and when she plans her birthdays, it's never on the scale of the average human. Oh, no. Shade goes all out. And we're talking the French Riviera, private yacht, personal chef, the works. And last year found six excited ladies back in the south of France for a week of awesomeness. On our list of amazing things to do was to attend this club slash restaurant that is famed and frequented by celebrities and the creme de la creme. So this particular day, we had been out sailing. Notice how I said that, like I said, we were driving in our Ford Escort. <laughs> we sailed to Saint-Tropez and stopped midway to swim in the open water, which was amazing. And that experience made me realize what a careful life I've lived because there's something about being out at sea that reintroduces you to your own smallness, your own relative insignificance against the backdrop of God and his creation. 
And especially when you look at it in the light of the expanse of the ocean, and it makes you want to live larger and fuller and just do so much more. So that's what it did for me. Anyway, we were out all day. And then we came back to Khan, which is where we we're staying. And still in our beach clothes, went to the door of this famous restaurant just to ask a question about reservations. And that's when the guns came out. Alarms nearly went off as the whole security detail, almost in unison, said, we have a dress code. <laughs> it was as though they didn't want beach clothes and sneakers and sand on the same ground that surrounded their own ground. Somehow we got them to understand that, listen, we just had a question. We just want to know about reservations, which we did make, and we went home to chill. Evening came, we got all dolled up and remained hungry to go to this world-famous situation because some places have elevated themselves from club to situation. The decor was to die for. The ambience out of this world. Their menu, eye-watering because of the prices, but also just the way everything was presented. It was just so on a different level. It was just nothing like I've been to before. And we ordered our food, waited patiently because we knew we were in for the culinary trip of a lifetime. The music was loud and a good mix of old and new because I love my old school R&B. Thank you very much. Then suddenly the atmosphere changed. A loud whistle was sounded. Stuff started happening. The waiters who had been milling around the room smiling and, you know, attending to the customers began clapping to the beat of the music. The music reached galactic levels. The lights were instantly dimmed and there was, there had been a huge sign at the front of the restaurant where the kitchen area was. And it literally, before our eyes, changed into a massive ceiling high fireplace. I'm not kidding. The ambience had gone from serene and creative to fiery and wild. And we could feel the energy in the room. Things were about to get seriously lit. We were in awe as we tried to take it all in. The songs were great. Then they brought our food. Sis. Bro, it was as if a heavenly cup came down and doused all that fire. The food was not horrible, but it didn't live up to everything else that was going on. They created an unforgettable experience on the outside, but where it really mattered, the core of the matter or the truth of the situation, i.e. the food, things did not align. Sometimes we focus so much on the external that we neglect what's going on inside. We pay so much attention to everything surrounding the main thing and the main thing itself is forgotten. And that was one of my earliest lessons in business. 
When I was sourcing suppliers in my early days, I found that the ones who cared less about their appearance gave all their attention to their craft. People who understand craftsmanship will always recognize it when they see it. This is not to say that we should care less about our outward appearance or branding because the real connoisseurs of craftsmanship know it. On the contrary, the knowledge we have of humans making decisions based on the external should drive us to work on it because that's what will attract your tribe or your clients, but it's never enough to keep them. You've got to deliver where it really matters. Now, if my situation club restaurant people in Khan had given as much attention to the menu as they did to the environment where the food would be served, they would have so many of us going back for more because what they would have done was matched an unforgettable experience with an unforgettable cuisine. In Nigeria, we have what we call bookaterias or bookers. These are roadside pseudo restaurants, if you like. There is no decor. <laughs> Forget air conditioning. The sitting is limited. It is mismatched and uncomfortable. They even have, you'd probably run into or happen to choose a chair at random that has got one of its uh, four legs shorter than the rest of them. And if they are very nice and they're caring enough, they would wedge that one short chair with some folded cardboard or paper or something. The bookers don't have comfort on their agenda. The focus is solely on the cuisine and most bookers nail it every single time. They even have lines waiting outside. Oh, and there's no fancy name signs either. Just Mama Bingpe or Mama Put written in chalk or written with a sharpie or just kind of painted on there somewhere. Their name travels far and wide, despite all of this. Now, you may not want to take a girl out on a date to a booker. However, if she's down to earth and leaves from the inside out and values good food and isn't moved by appearances or you trying to impress her, she'd be thrilled that she chose someone with good taste and not just someone who cares about impressing her. In episode three, The Principle of Authentic Living, I share my experience working for a high-end department store. I learned that the brand that we all know and love, which I have kept nameless on purpose, <laughs> was not created from some consultant's idea of what they think it should look like. It was mostly formed as a natural consequence of their insights, their history, their truth spilling onto their outside. What I have found over my more than a decade of business, of running a business, is that many businesses focus 
more on branding the outside and they have no worth on the inside. No doubt you've attended seminars and events that have been a letdown because they spent more time advertising pretty flyers, an amazing venue, and there just is no worth on the content because they focus on polishing their appearance. But where it really mattered in the information department, there was no substance. But I get it because I too am guilty of focusing more than I should have on the external. You should see me recording my videos. I can be so critical of how I appear that I end up with several recordings. So now what I do to combat my self-consciousness is to listen to the playback with my eyes closed. So that way I can analyze the content and make sure the delivery is clear and I'm not focusing on the fact that my collar is kind of twisted to the left or my hair is sticking out in one direction or my face looks a little bit shiny or what have you because it's the content that matters. So long as I'm not rolling out of bed with my first thing in the morning face, (laughs) I'm good and I'm sure you are as well. When God created us, he started from the inside out. He made us first to fulfill a particular purpose and then he formed our bodies all around us. So you're not here to serve the beating of your body or to indulge in its cravings. And you're not here to serve your emotions either. You were created to carry out the intentions of your innermost man, which is your spirit connected to God. Leaving from the inside out means carrying out the instructions of who you really are, not the changeable version of you, not the part of you that draws conclusions based on what the it boy said or the it girl said. Do they say it boys? I don't know. (laughs) Whatever they say for boys, a popular boy. But the part of you that often cannot be described or understood, yet it knows and recognizes truth. That's what we're here for. Leaving for appearances or responding only to emotions which constantly change is like the master becoming servant because you end up doing the will of the part of you that was created to serve you. Part of my conversation with my goddaughter was answering the question, how do you choose a guy that won't break your heart? My answer You've got to rely on intuition, amongst other things. So at this young age, many girls are all about the, he must be tall, dark and handsome, must have a good job, must be this and that. Some add that he must play a musical instrument. Others want him to be able to cook. (laughs) Some want a prestigious family name, while others will only marry from a certain race. Now imagine if he is all these things and also is closet psychopath or a control freak or a domestic abuser. Many women who are domestic abuse survivors only saw the signs in retrospect, which means the signs were there 
was hidden from their physical senses. There was nothing that he said or did that you could pinpoint and call dodgy. Living from the inside out means you're not relying wholly on your five senses. I used to know someone years ago that I just could not shake this feeling of distrust where she was concerned. She said and did all the right things a good friend should do, but there was just something about her that I couldn't put my finger on. So I reserved a part of myself and kept that portion a safe distance away while the rest of me became friends with her. But as time told, as it always does, her character was revealed and it turned out to be questionable. The reason I was able to recognize it is because I had relied on a portion of my innermost man for sensible decision making. Because we're emotional beings and if you allow your feelings to take over and begin to make all the decisions of your life, you will get into trouble. Putting your spirit in charge of the affairs of your life is wisdom. Making plans and decisions only after consulting with your inside, that is wise. I believe that inside you is everything you need to live the life you truly desire. And I'm talking gifts, talents, ability, even the desire to do it and visualizing and seeing what it could look like. You've even got the confidence as well. And where there is a need to learn, you have a mind that can be taught if you don't know things. But all of this possibly lies buried with layers of stuff covering it. And this makes accessing what you need difficult. So it's not that you have nothing to pull from or you don't know how to pull. It's just that you need to dig deep. But I understand the reluctance to dig and unearth the stuff that's buried because we may find situations we don't know how to deal with or we don't want to touch. And this fear keeps us living superficially. But you've got to take a chance, you see. Falling in love, that's a risk. But it's one worth taking. And it's a risk because even if he ticks all the boxes, there's no guarantee that he or she, if you're of the opposite gender, will remain that way forever. So you've got to trust the intuition or your inside voice that told you it was okay to go into that relationship in the first place. You've got to trust that that voice that intuition will also tell you if you need to come out and when. So here are three, and just three, benefits of living from the inside out. One, you'll make decisions quicker. That last part of trusting the voice to guide you resonates here. Many of us stall because we're afraid of failure. The business will fail. The marriage won't work. The doctors won't have an answer. God will not hear my prayer. So we prefer to stay in a place of purgatory rather than simply taking a leap. Often, we wait until we're pushed or we fall to one side or the other. We're like, okay, let's just see what happens. And that way we won't feel responsible for any failure that happens. 
can you see how powerful the mind is, how it drives the direction of our lives? I've got some good stuff coming and you've got to subscribe if you haven't done that. The second benefit is that you'll recognize opportunities because sometimes opportunities look like threats and we treat them that way. Some people are so suspicious of every good thing. <laughs> hmm. Why did she call me today of all days? What has he done? He bought me flowers. He must be guilty of something. My boss is having a meeting and I've heard whispering. They must be complaining about my work. The third benefit is that you will no longer respond to the wrong voice. You see, the goal of a flatterer, for example, is to stimulate your senses so that they can create an external reaction from you, their target. Flattery is a deliberate ploy to extract something from you. It may be to cause a reaction. Maybe have you say some words, like words of praise to them or words of reassurance, or it could even be to cause you to take a particular action. This insincere form of praise is manipulation. But if you leave from the inside out, you'll recognize it and not confuse it for genuine celebration of you. It has no interest in the real you. So don't be a flatterer but don't fall for flattery either. Instead, leave from the inside out. Well, it's a wrap. <laughs> but before you go, we'll be celebrating our 25th episode in a couple of weeks. This is where I start to blow whistles and pull out the hat and all the celebration noises. There'll be a giveaway and I'll be going live to chit-chat get to meet you, um, answer questions, because I have been getting questions, which many of which I haven't even addressed because they don't sort of fall into the topics I'm speaking about at that point. But the Facebook slash Instagram live will be a great opportunity to have a great conversation, hear your thoughts on the podcast, hear your thoughts on living from the inside out and ask questions and also answer questions because you will also answer questions because you've got life experiences that I don't have. So, but if you are not connected with me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, do so at Talks Arotere. If you want to know more about what I do and how I can help you, especially if you're a professional woman looking to grow your side business, drop me a line. All links to all the things are in the show notes. You are the sweetest for listening and coming back over and over again. And I thank you. Have a fun rest of the week, leaving from the inside out. Talk to you soon. Bye.